Welcome back to the Goal Line Stands Night Talk, an RU football podcast. I am Michael Lipinski, joined as always by Brett Halpern, and we are coming to you live from the Michaels Glass Company studio, serving Philadelphia and the Delaware Valley since 1978-215-338-3293 for all your windows and shower door needs. That's you down there in South Jersey, Southeastern PA, North Jersey, and maybe mythical Central Jersey. Sorry, guys. They, they don't come up that far. And we took a week off last week because of Thanksgiving, a little bit of craziness schedule-wise. So I hope that everyone listening to this and in and, and Shop Nation had a wonderful, safe Thanksgiving. Uh, did you as well? I did. I did. It was it was a very uh, relaxing Thanksgiving. Definitely different, but, you know, it's okay. Doing my part to stay safe and keep others safe as well. How was yours? Not, not bad. Different. Different is yeah. the best is the best way to to describe it. Couple things we're going to get into here real quick. We're going to talk about Purdue. We're going to give out our fat sandwich awards. We are a year removed from that. I think it was termed by John Newman on Twitter the Shiano anniversary, the return of Greg Shiano to Rutgers. So we're going to talk about that real quick. I don't think year is gone. I think to some extent kind of how we expect it, maybe some ways we haven't. And we're going to get into the big game coming up this weekend, uh, the blackout game with nobody there uh, against the team from Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's uh, – look, this is a huge week, and I'm excited. I'm nervous. But, look, you know, we we, we got a shot. It's It's great. Yeah, we definitely do, and we're going to get into it when we get to that point. But let's start Rutgers 37, Purdue 30, an upset over the Boilermakers last week in West Lafayette, Indiana. Story of the game, I think, is pretty much is the adjustments. We talked about it the previous two weeks where Rutgers loses heartbreakers to Illinois, to Michigan, where they can't just – they can't finish. The coaches didn't adjust accordingly – well, the coaching staff, Sean Gleason, Greg Schiano, they adjust it this time. And what happens? Rutgers is able to – I guess it's an upset from the book perspective. I think they were an 11-point dog, but Rutgers belonged on that field with the Boilermakers. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, I, you know, watching the game, the first half, it was iffy. Uh, the Boilermakers definitely had a good offensive game plan. They were able to – really move the ball at will. But, you know, look, the Rutgers did come out offensively, did very well. Art Sikowski played well. Uh, I think that they, Sean Gleason did a great job of managing the play calling to keep it to plays where uh, Sikowski was comfortable. He does have a stronger arm than Noah Vidral, so he was able to, um, you know, do things that I think Purdue was not necessarily prepared for. And because of that, it really, um, you know, I think that it, it there was a shot at halftime, even though I was not overly bullish. But by that second half, they really just started, um, you know, chopping away and, and really implementing a physical game and just wore out that that Purdue defense. Yeah, they did. I, I mean, it was uh, the surprise of Sitkowski playing early on. The one play that sticks out with me, with him, was he rolls the pocket to the right, 
pocket gets rolled to the right. He stops. It was the touchdown pass to, to uh, Shameen Jones. And he throws all the way back across the left. You should see that, you know, that why Sikowski was a four-star. And if he could put the whole thing together, how it it could be pretty amazing. Johnny Football, man, like that took, it takes some guts for Sean Gleason just to say, this is what we're going to do. We're just going to line up and smash. And I'm a fan of that. I, we talked about this. I love that kind of thing. But that's all Rutgers did. They implemented a fullback, and it, you know they they just smashed Purdue in the mouth. Yeah. It was Big Ten football. It it, it was a beautiful sight, um, it, it, as you said. You know, people who say that Rutgers doesn't deserve to be in the Big Ten. You know. I know Purdue is not one of the blue bloods of the conference, but, you know, they've been playing well as of late the last few years, and, and Rutgers beat them. They out-physicaled Purdue, which was great, you know, and that's what I thought. I really respected. That was what was nice about it. It wasn't trickeration. It was you know, but people were getting on Rutgers with the Ohio State game, all the trick plays. No, this was – they were running single wing and destroying Purdue. You knew what was coming. I mean, you knew what was coming, and yeah. you had to stop it, and they couldn't do it, which was fantastic. Yeah, it was. I, I really, it, it was nice to see. It was old school football. It was twenty-one dives and you know six yards in a cloud of dust. But it, it was, it was great. And the guy and and the boys kind of were like, "Hey, we're here, and we're just beating you up. You know exactly what we're going to do, and you can't stop us." The footage that came out on Rutgers social media after the game, I, I, I've said it all season long, but I'm so excited. I'm so happy for the kids that have suffered through what they suffered through the past couple of years under Chris Ash to actually be winning games, be getting the rec- they're getting the recognition nationally again. Yeah, and that's because of Shiano. We're going to get to yeah. that in a second, but they deserve it so much. Here we are. Yeah, it it, it was really nice to see. It, you could see how both dialed in and how much those kids have bought into that program and how much they care for one another. The, you know, the scene of Art Sikowski going crazy at Johnny Langan's success, uh, just and then the, the locker room. I mean, <laughs> that was that was intense. You know, I mean, they were having a good time and it was awesome. I, and, and Greg Shiano was chopping like crazy. It, it was fun to watch. He was. Someone's going to have to get him like a mini axe or something like that. Yeah, it was just uh, that was it was great. There's there's no other way to put it. It was great. Let's give out our fat sandwich awards for the Purdue game. I think I Johnny. I'm not going to pick Johnny Langan, but he deserves one, obviously. So he's going to get one without yeah. being nominated by us. He's getting one. So Johnny Langan, enjoy that fat sandwich. Uh, do you want to go first? Or you want me? Uh, I'll go first. Uh, I'm going with Brendan Bordner, who, as of this time last year, we're talking about, you know, with the Shiano, the Shiano anniversary. Uh, Brendan Bordner was a second or third string defensive tackle, hadn't yet to make his mark really in the program. Switched over, hasn't been playing offensive line for that long. And because of an injury to Raekwon O'Neal, had to step up and play left tackle of all positions. And did so not only admirably, but played very well. Uh, you know, I think there may have been one penalty on him, but 
you know, was obviously successful in the run game, as was the rest of the offensive line, and, and had a really good game. So, you know, to step up, you know, next man up mentality, particularly for a guy who's just, you know, p- playing the offensive line probably for the first time since high school, I give him a lot of credit, and it was an impressive performance. So, Brendan, enjoy your fat sandwich. Enjoy the fat sandwich. My fat sandwich is going to go to, I was going to give it to Sean Gleason for his game plan against Purdue. But Steve Politi from NJ Advanced Media had a wonderful written article about his wife, who congratulations on, on the birth of their child, William. Uh, Lauren Gleason, who spent hours in labor, so she should get a fat sandwich because she you need to eat after those things. It you know, takes a lot out of a lady. I'm going to give her the fat sandwich because of her comments to her husband to get the hell out of the room, go coach the game up, and win. That's awesome. It's like Rocky. It's a, it's like Rocky too. You know, what, what, what are we waiting for kind of thing? Yeah, you just didn't have uh, Uncle Pauly there suggesting that the kid's name be Pauly. That's true. Yeah. Then on top of it, turn around, she's like, this is Penn State week. Go take care of business against Penn State. Yeah. Lauren Gleason, you get a fat sandwich. Absolutely. Mazel tov to the Gleason family. Uh, the Gleasons are just knocking out of the park. Great births. <laughs> just great, great sentiments. Uh, they're, they're great play calling. Uh, loving the Gleason family. Absolutely loving the, the Gleason family. And congratulations again. Let's get to it. It's been a year since Greg Schiano came home to Rutgers and it seems like it it's weird it, it to me it seems like it was 10 years ago at this point it's yeah. almost like he never left it, it, is does that does that sound weird to, to to say that um i yes and no i, I like it, it feels as if he never left um, you know, you don't, I don't think about his time in Ohio state or Tampa. Like when I see pictures of that, I, it's like, it just should be the R, but we went through such crap that you I, I still feel the absence. Yeah, I, yeah. Okay. From that perspective. Yeah. I, I, I get what you're saying, but in the year, so in the, in the 365, I guess, 66 days as we're recording this, Outside of a pandemic, uh, obviously, and not yeah. being able to f- fill the stadium and, and welcome him back home. It's just so refreshing to see, to have Rutgers football back to what we expected, what the expectations, not on the field, I'm not talking record, but from the perspective of the media, the the the, the talk of amongst coaches and players in the state, it, it, it's, he, here we are again. Yeah, well, you know, this is the the brand of football that you know we came to thoroughly enjoy, and and, and it represented us as Rutgers alum, as residents of New Jersey. You know, it's a tough, aggressive, spirited brand of football that preaches love and togetherness, and it's great. And he, right away, he was able to bring it back. And it, and it shows that it's that his approach is a viable, successful approach. He was able to bring it back so quickly. 
Yeah, it really does. And the thing that's amazing here is some of the stories that have been written about the year of Shiano coming back outside of the pandemic and the craziness. But some of the things that he's been able to do to keep high school coaches involved. Yeah. You can't go to practice. You can't have people on campus. But they are doing virtual coaches clinics. Yeah. And the amount of you hear from all the the recruits, and we're not going to talk about anybody individually. Yeah. Can't yet. But all of the individual co- the players are like, yeah, I mean, just how they're, they approach the, the relationships that they're building. It's just so – it's refreshing. It's refreshing in, in, a, in a sick way to lose two games that you should have won, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, because we're not talking blowouts. It, it, it's – look, it's nice – it's not fun when you are the butt of jokes all the time and when you're losing 78 nothing in particular. I think that was just a low point. When the athletic department, when you had an athletic director like uh, our former athletic director, uh, you know, the Mike Rice incident, the things that Kyle Flood was doing, you know, we had literally, we had crime sprees go on within the um the program, it, it was really an issue. And then even with Chris Ash, the credit card scheme. So it, it's nice that, you know, we've turned the corner, we've returned to Rutgers football. And also think about it. Uh, I believe the spring was the best ever team GPA that they've right. ever had. So right. credit to them that they're doing the work in the, the classroom as well, which and will I think benefit we- all of them down the road. And the amazing thing that's all this is occurring in 2020 in a year where yeah. nothing is going right. What's going to happen when knock on wood, hopefully everything starts to clear up in the in the spring like they're predicting. You know, we might have, according to people, it, whether you agree or you don't disagree, that's your opinion, but national health people, we're looking at a normal fall. Yeah, they've pretty much said that, like, yeah, baseball, you probably won't have a lot of people in the stands, but come football season next year, you could have 52,000, what, 52.5 in there at at Rutgers Stadium. It's just remarkable. He's getting his guys in. Uh, What's going to happen when we're in a normal year? It's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. it. You know, we've talked about how loud that stadium can get even though deceptively you wouldn't even think it would be that loud. Even back when, when it was, there was an open side to the stadium or open end zone. Uh, It's just, it's great. It just brings attention to the state, to the university. There's so much benefits to this. Um, And it's a product that anyone could be proud of. And that's, that's just the great part. And it's just wonderful to have him back along with an incredibly competent staff. Uh, The, I was nervous. You see some of the firings going on in the world of college football. Sean Gleason's going to be highly sought after. But Greg Schiano is smart enough to say this time, you know what, we're, we're going to pay you. Yeah. So you have guys, I, I, I feel there's going to be turnover, no doubt about it. But there's going to be guys that are committed to being mm-hmm. here, and that's going to be – that's going to be – that's exciting. And then let's talk about it. Some of the players that he's bringing in on the transfer portal – you know, oh, he's hitting the portal hard. Yeah, but y- you have to. You have to turn over the roster, bring your guys in. I, I, we can talk about him because he's officially coming here. And he, from Kansas State, Josh Youngblood. Yeah. The, the, these are the caliber players that Shiano's bringing in. He was the 
the uh, Big 12 Special Teams Player of the Year. He'll be here. I don't think he's eligible now, is he? No, he's not eligible now. But he was also this year. He was a preseason All American. Right. These are the type of players that you're going. You're now bringing in under Shiano. Yeah. Thank God. And that's not yeah. to slight any of the other the, the players that are on this team, but you can see what what needed to occur. And I yeah. guess I mentioned before the the media because of his relationship with these guys, they're so high on him. Like Kirk Herbstreit, I that's the perfect voice to. I hear it every week talking about how improved Rutgers is, and then the other guys on the set are shitting on him. And he's like, "Now nah, this is an improved team." That's the voice you need to hear because that's going to catch on nationally. Yeah. Uh, little animal, like I like to call him, James Laurinaitis. On he was so high on on Rutgers on that on that game that he called. You, you got to you're going to start hearing more of that. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it, the respect is back, and you know, pretty soon, not only is it just going to be respect, it's going to lead to some really big time results. And you know, look, we're still in an unbelievably difficult division. Penn State will load up. Michigan will get whether it's with a new coach or not. They'll they'll get back to Michigan. Michigan State will improve. Maryland's improving. Then you got Ohio State. But Rutgers is going to be in it, and they're going to be a tough out. And you know, I I think one of these years, Greg Schiano will literally find the lightning in the bottle and, and be able to capture it. And, and I think the more I, I do believe we are in store for a truly magical year. But it's going to be a great run, and I'm excited about it. Let's talk about that a little bit more. You mentioned one of those teams, Penn State, comes into Piscataway this weekend. And this is another one where I, I said it on the goal line stand as we were referencing uh, the Rockefeller Center tree. Yeah. Yeah, I don't need to be around a lot of people I don't, yeah. in a normal year. Forget the pandemic. In a normal year.